Hey everybody, welcome to Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. You know, I hope everybody out there is staying healthy and safe from the coronavirus, practicing their social distancing, and being isolated. You know, hopefully it doesn't linger on long term, and it's over sooner rather than later. I know pretty much everything is shut down, and people are just like, <laughs> not knowing what to do anymore. They're staying at home, and because and, everything is pretty much shut down except for grocery store convenience stores the essential places a lot of people have lost their jobs i just want to say first off i just wish everyone the best stay healthy and keep moving you know it's it's going to be over sooner rather than later i hope and you know with that being said you know sports are shut down but who says we can't still talk about sports the new league New league year kicked off in the NFL this past week. I'm going to go over some of the big recent signings and trades that happened. Um, in this episode, I'm going to give you my top three losers and top three winners of the free agency period. And we're going to start with the losers first because we got to get a negativity out of the way. We're going to end on a positive note. So my number three, I'm going to start at the bottom. Give you my top three. Number three, biggest free agency loser so far, the New England Patriots. And the reason why I'm saying the New England Patriots because you practically let the, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time go for nothing. Absolutely nothing. You lost all your linebackers. You lost your center. And you haven't gained anybody yet because... Nobody really wants to be a Patriot. Let's be honest. Especially without Tom Brady. Bill Belichick thinks he's this going to plug in whoever he wants and win. He thinks he's the greatest of all time. A lot of people say he's the greatest of all time, coaching-wise. But when the Tom Brady leaves, we're going to find out, Bill. We're all going to find out. Will he still win? Will he put together a playoff team? Will he even finish above 500? We're going to find out what you can do without Tom Brady. TB12. You also lost linebacker Kyle Vannoy, who was your basically do-it-all linebacker on defense this past year. And the scheduling was pretty weak. They were ranked the number one defense pretty much throughout the year. But he has Stephon Gilmore out there being the shutdown corner. Yeah. But when you win against all sub-500 teams in the playoffs time come around, who says you're going to win? The only reason why anybody said they could win is because Tom Brady was behind center. Now he's not. Now he's not. So, they're my number three on my list because they, they, they never do anything in free agency, actually. They really never do anything in free agency. They think they can just build and plug anybody from the draft, get some undrafted guys, have them start for them. The new quarterback, I guess it's going to be Jared Stidham. Quarterback out of Auburn, who they drafted last year. Guess I have some confidence in him. We'll see how it does. I imagine that guy makes some kind of veteran signing. They gotta do something. Because 
the AFC East, everybody's cheering. Miami, Buffalo, the New York Jets. They're finally happy that the reign is over. Take the crown away from the Patriots. Somebody else win that damn division. The AFC East is up for grabs now. The dynasty is over. Let's say it out loud and be proud. <laughs> All right, number two, the Dallas Cowboys. The reason why I'm saying the Dallas Cowboys is because, one, you franchise Dak. You could have gotten him for way, way, way cheaper if you would have had his extension done a year ago. Have his extension done before even last season started. And you let him play it out. And all these other quarterbacks kept getting signed and signed and signed, driving that market up. Carson Wentz got signed. Jared Goff got signed. Now Ryan Tannehill got signed. Of all people, Ryan Tannehill got a contract before Dak. Dak Prescott is on the field. Every game, his durability is incredible. He puts a star on his helmet every week and week out, no matter what. And you franchise him. And I think that franchise number comes out to like $26.5 million and it could be driven up. So, will they reach a long-term deal? Don't know. But Dak Prescott is the best suited quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy came in as they hired a new head coach. Hopefully he can get something even more out of him. You know, he was he was with Aaron Rodgers for years. So hopefully Dak Prescott can come even better. But to you for you not to reach a long term deal with this guy is kind of appalling. A slap in the face because you signed everybody else before him. You signed Zeke Elliott, who held out last year. It's a record deal for a running back. $90 million for a running back. Your bell cow. And he didn't even have that great of a year. The whole team underachieved this past year with all these signings you did. Demarcus Lawrence got signed to a defensive end. Huge contract. Linebacker Jalen Smith, huge contract. Offensive lineman, all taken care of. And the one guy you have not taken care of is Dak Prescott. What if he wants to leave? Bump Dak Prescott, still young. Still in his 20s. 26, I want to say how he is. I want to say he's like only like, he's only mid-20s. He has a, with a day, Tom Brady is almost, he's 43. He say he's playing until he's 45. Drew Brees, same way. Philip Rivers, they, all these guys are still playing. So, Dak Prescott has a long career ahead of him. He may, he may just wait it out, play under that franchise tag, and just leave. They go ahead, dare you to franchise me again. I don't think Dak Prescott is the guy to hold out. You know, to start the season. But, I mean, he was only making like a little over $2 million. And now he can get 
26 plus. He may just play under the franchise tag and get that money. Because if he, he holds out, he's really, he's really not gaining anything. Also, the Cowboys lost Byron Jones, their top corner. They let him walk. Signed Amari Cooper to a five-year, $100 million contract. So not only does Dak not get his contract, now Amari Cooper just got his contract. So another Cowboy gets paid before him. They're throwing out all kinds of money. Jerry Jones is breaking out the checks. But he's not giving it to the most important guy on the team. That's Dak Prescott. And now he just lost his center. Travis Frederick retired. So now you lost another lineman. And you're paying all these other guys. Top lineman, as a matter of fact. Top corner in the game. Lost him. To keep Amari Cooper, who... You're going to give Amari Cooper money when he disappears every other game? One game, that guy will break out and have 10 catches. 220 yards. The next game, he'll have one. One. Or like... 10. <laughs> I mean, even last year, he got taken out of the game. A division crown on the line, the playoffs on the line, gets taken out of the Eagles game. And the coaching staff said, you know what? Tavon Austin's better than you right now. I mean, what a slap in the face. But you're still going to give somebody like that $100 million. It was somebody who couldn't even be on the field in crutch time. When the game is on the line. The other game last year, Stephon Gilmer held him catchless. He went and sat on the bench and said, I'm done. He was getting embarrassed out there. You give this man $100 million for five years and you still aren't paying, paying Dak Prescott. That's just appalling to me. How are you not going to pay? Possibly, I mean, the most important position on the team. Who else you got that could play quarterback? No one. So, to me, this doesn't make any sense. Hopefully, they can work out some deal. Hopefully, a deal does get done. But they have started renegotiating. So we'll see. But, I mean, it just doesn't look too promising right now for that to happen. All right. Now my number one biggest loser in free agency. I want to surprise everyone with this. It's the Tennessee Titans. Yes. Number one, Tennessee Titans, the biggest loser in free agency. And the reason why? Because I guess it's just, it's just the opposite of Dallas, actually. I, get, I mean, we can kind of look at it. They paid the quarterback, but he's not the one who did anything. It was the running back. Derrick Henry put the team on his back and carried them all in the playoffs, got him a couple playoff wins, and Ryan Tannehill got rewarded. 
Look, look at these numbers. Ryan Tannehill signs a four-year, $118 million contract, $62 million guaranteed, with up to 91 in fully guaranteed money. And you franchise Derrick Henry, and he's only going to make $10.6 million. Ryan Tannehill just got bank. Now, Ryan Tannehill, he did have a decent year when he took over mid, mid-year for Marcus Mariota. But how in the world are you going to pay him over Derrick Henry? What does he do come playoff time? Play good defense, run the ball, right? What happened when you had to pass the ball? What happened when Ryan Tannehill had to pass the ball? It was over. They couldn't do anything. The only time Ryan Tannehill was even successful throughout the entire year was during play-action passing. His completion percentage is out of this world. Looks like the best quarterback out there. He looks better than Tom Brady and Drew Brees when it comes to play-action pass. If that's all he had to do. But this guy... You're going to give $118 million up to 91 guarantee over the guy who pretty much led the whole entire offense. You're not going to pay him. How are you not going to pay the bell cow of your team? How are you not going to pay him? Ryan Tannehill, who had what, six years of mediocrity in Miami? You could say, oh, he didn't have an offensive line. Oh, he didn't have these weapons. Oh, he never really had a running game. But meanwhile, what did Tennessee have? A great offensive line. What did Tennessee have? A great running back. What does Tennessee have? A great defense. And Ryan Tannehill, still at moments, could not even complete a pass, couldn't take sacks, holds on the ball way too long, and that was all evidence in that Kansas City Chief game in the AFC Championship. That defense was holding Patrick Mahomes in check for as long as they could. You could only do it for so long. He's going to shred you at some point. And the way that defense held him in check for the majority of that game, I give them props. The problem was they had Ryan Tannehill at the quarterback position. And when they got behind, it was over. It doesn't matter if Tennessee's behind three points. You have to pass the ball, especially in the final minutes of the game, that fourth quarter crunch time. You can't count on Ryan Tannehill to, to deliver. There's no way. He proved that time and time again in Miami. They actually paid the Tennessee Titans to have him. They paid him. We will pay Ryan Tannehill's salary for you just to take him off and give us a fifth-round pick. That's how badly Miami wanted to move on from him. The mediocrity and the injuries were just dreadful. Brought the team down. Couldn't do anything. So, for Tennessee, the reward of, hey, Get your money, Ryan Tannehill. You just got paid. <laughs> I ain't mad about that. 
you can get 118 mil for having a half a good year, the first time in your whole career, all the power to you. All the power to you. Watch now. I mean, with, I mean, with Houston making all the bad choices there with Bill O'Brien, and then you saw Tennessee making this choice, it may not be the worst choice because Bill O'Brien down there in Houston, he's got that. He's got that. We'll get into that a little bit later, but Ryan Tannehill, a Tennessee Titan for life now. They're going to love him when they go 8-8, eight and 7-9. Eight, and nine. What are you going to say then? And Derrick Henry walks. I know the whole age thing with running backs now is like you're getting up there in the mid-late 20s and all of a sudden you're just garbage. You can't produce anymore. They ran him into the ground. I hope his career lasts long because he's a hell of a running back. And he's led the league in rushing, and he just took the team on his back, got onto the AFC Championship game with that defense, not Ryan Tannehill. Okay, so there's my top three losers. Y'all got the spill on that. New England, Dallas, and now Tennessee is my number one. Biggest loser in free agency. Now, got that negativity aside. Getting some positiveness here. The top three winners of free agency. My personal top three winners. My take on this. May surprise some of y'all. But, my number three? Because I told you we won't get into that Bill O'Brien stuff. But number three, the Arizona Cardinals. And the reason why is because they got one of the best wide receivers in the league, DeAndre Hopkins, basically for free. Bill O'Brien, been the head coach down there for years in Houston. Now he became the GM. Well, technically, he was an interim GM last year. Now he's a full-time GM. He got the title. Because last year he got crazy too and traded for two first round picks to Miami for Larry Tunsil. Who's not going to, I mean, who's not going to take that? Larry Tunsil is a hell of an offensive lineman. If you offer me two first round picks for him, I'm, I'm hitting the accept button. I'm getting back to you real quick. Okay, yep, accepted. Send it into the league off. But the Arizona Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins. In a 2020 fourth round pick, and they traded away running back David Johnson, a 2020 second round pick, and a 2021 fourth. So the Texans even gave him this year's fourth round pick. It says, hey, we don't want one this year. If you give us yours next year, we'll do the trade. What kind of sense does that make? So basically, when it kind of boils down to it, they traded DeAndre Hopkins. For David Johnson in a second round pick. David Johnson hasn't been relevant since 2016. Where he had like a career year, over 1,200 yards rushing. And he looked like the next big thing, actually. When he became the running backs, had a heck of a year. 2017 missed a whole season with a wrist injury. 
I mean, last year he really didn't do too much. And this year he got beat out by Kenyon Drake. Cardinals traded for him um, last year during the last season. And Kenyon Drake beat him out. This year they said I mean, David Johnson played, but he was basically a backup role. They didn't see any more use for him. So if you could trade him for DeAndre Hopkins, who's arguably, he is definitely top three. He is one of my favorite receivers in the league. He catches everything. His route running is phenomenal. And you pair him with Kyler Murray. We all thought this may be a joke when Kyler Murray was drafted number one overall. And Cliff Kingsbury was the head coach. We all thought this air raid offense may not work. Oh, this, this college system isn't going to work. Kyler Murray's too small. I mean, he doesn't weigh enough. He's going, is he going to have durability issues? But you give him DeAndre Hopkins. Larry Fitzgerald announced he's coming back. He signed another one-year deal. So, all of a sudden, Kyler Murray, you may have something there. For his career, this is a genius move and a one great move by the Arizona Cardinals to pull this off. Because DeAndre Hopkins is right there. He may be number one in some people's eyes. You got Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Those Those are the three receivers you think of you think of the best wide receivers in the league. A lot of people like throw Odell Beckham in there. And, you know, there's some other very underrated wide receivers. But DeAndre Hopkins, to get traded for a second-round pick. I mean, apparently there was rift between him and Bill O'Brien. So he just said, hey, Arizona, you just take him off my hands here? Second round pick is all I want. Oh, David Johnson. Give me David Johnson. Okay. We got our running back. We got our quarterback. Now we got a wide receiver who's still in his prime. Only 27 years old. He's only 27. Yeah, he may want a new deal by the line, but you damn right want to pay someone like them. He may want to... He may, his next deal, he may be asking for $20 million plus. Per year. I mean, for a wide receiver, you could say that's a little bit much, but when you show up every day, you catch every pass thrown your way, pretty much. You show countless effort on the field. You pair him with some of those young receivers they have, Christian Kirk. Yo, hey, Arizona, your offense may really be prolific next year. San Francisco's coming off that Super Bowl loss. But usually anytime somebody goes to Super Bowl, they have a down year. So Arizona's looking at this. St. Louis had it down year. They didn't even make the playoff. So Arizona's looking at this opportunity like, this may be our year. This may be our year where we can make a run in the division. Make some noise. And with the new CBA agreement, an extra team can now be in the playoff. So even that opens up an even more possibility. So that's why I have the Arizona Cardinals on my list, on my, on my top three list, at number three with one of the biggest free agent winners because of this one name, and that is DeAndre Hopkins. All right, number two, 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we all know why I'm saying this. It's because of TB12. Tom Brady chose Tampa. He chose Tampa. Everybody like, hey, Tennessee's a perfect fit. Hey, Los Angeles Chargers, perfect fit. Come on now. Who's Tampa Bay got? Who does Bruce Arians, the head coach, love? He loves veteran quarterback. He had Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. Carson Palmer in Arizona. Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. And why not pick up Tom Brady? They made some other signings, too. They got brought Pierre Paul back. They franchised Shaq Barrett. They re-signed Dominican Sue. So they're, they're re-signing a lot of those defensive guys that helped them, you know, make some, make some uh, somewhat progress there last year. Their secondary was horrendous, but that's because Jameis Winston was throwing them the damn ball to the other team the whole time, and the secondary was just gassed by fourth quarter. Jameis Winston, Defensive Player of the Year. Sorry, I had to say it again. Jameis Winston, Defensive Player of the Year. Anything is an upgrade over him. And for you to get the GOAT and Tom Brady, all the power to you. All the power to you. Because Tom Brady is going to have the best weapons he's had in a very, very long time. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard. I, they just restructured Cameron Brate's contract, the other tight end. All they need is a running back. You put a running back, that, I mean, I imagine when that first pick, they pick 14th overall. I imagine they're going to go running back with one of the running backs in draft, or if not, trying to help out that secondary, maybe offensive lineman as well. They can go either direction, but they might not even worry about running the ball with Tom Brady back there. Because give him Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, that is, this is probably the best group of talent he's had on the offensive side of the ball. And it's probably when Randy Moss was there with him in New England. We had Randy Moss, Wes Welker, and, and all those guys when they put up all those crazy numbers and had the best offense in history at the time. So to have Tom Brady to come to your team, and now you're going to be on the market. Like you're going to be all over primetime news. You're going to be all over ESPN. You're going, you're going to get all the merchandise sales when his, you got new uniforms getting revealed. The sales are going to be through the roof. Season tickets are flying right now. Because this is going to bring all kinds of revenue to Tampa. All kinds of, I mean, everybody's going to be flocking to the stadium just to see him and see how the team performs. Because having Tom Brady there is just going to make that team better. Because Jameis Winston last year, he cost the Buccaneers probably five, six games by himself. I mean, when you throw 30 interceptions in a year, that's a problem. Like, that's never been done before. 30 touchdowns, 30 picks, and 5,000 passing yards. That just tells everybody, if you look at the stat line by Jameis Winston last year, it just tells you he just said hike, and he was just throwing it, no matter who was there. It didn't even matter what color jersey they were wearing. 
or kind of, it didn't matter who it was. If you were out in the football field, Jameis Winston was going to throw it to you. Hey, Mike Evans, you're going on. Oh, Mike Evans, he didn't even run around. Oh, he threw it anyway. Pick off. He complete over. Oh, I think he even threw a couple balls out to the side of Bruce Arians. Or Byron Leffitz, the offensive coordinator. They were catching balls themselves. That's how much Seamus Winston was just chucking it around the field last year. So to get Tom Brady, he signed a two-year $50 million deal, by the way, too. They can't, there's no trade clause. There's, no, there's, there's all that in the contract. It looks like he is going to fulfill the full two years. And, I mean, probably retire after that. I can't see him keep going at like 45 years old. He's calling it quits in Tampa. Um, his wife, him, the kids, they just wanted to come down for some sunshine, that warm weather here in the sunshine state, and just retire. Get away from the cold up north. Get away with, from that whole, have some fun. Get away from the whole dis, this straight business-minded perfection there in New England. And just come down to Tampa and have some fun. And biggest reason why I think he really wanted to come to Tampa, picture this. Guess where the Super Bowl is being played this next year? It's in Tampa. The 2021 Super Bowl is going to be played in Tampa. Just imagine thinking of that on Tom Brady's mindset. Yo, I can, if I can guide this team to the playoffs, if we can even get, if we get home field advantage, Imagine playing a whole playoffs just at home. It's chilling that warm weather, beaching it up. You know, it doesn't get cold here. Very rarely. I mean, you guys some nights there. It's you still have beach day out in January, February. Christmas time, you still be out enjoying the beach. Hey, it's all worth it. The Super Bowl is here. It'll be the it'll be the first time ever that's happened. No NFL team has ever played the Super Bowl in their own stadium. And that has a chance to happen. Now, the schedule is a little tough. You got Drew Brees twice a year. I think um, Patrick Mahomes is coming. Aaron Rodgers is coming to town. So there's, there's a lot of primetime matchups. And this has put Tampa on the map. It's going to drive everybody to come to Tampa. If they want to sign somebody or even make a trip, like, Anybody's going to be willing to come to Tampa now because they see the possibility of Super Bowl. And if you could go to the Super Bowl in your own stadium and play, come on down, Tom Brady. Come on down, everybody else. Everybody else is going to hop on that bandwagon. You're going to see everybody wearing Tom Brady Buccaneer jerseys instead of the Patriots. And that's saying something. All right. On to my number one winner in free agency. And I got to go with them. It's the Miami Dolphins. Brian Flores has changed the culture down there. They went, opened up the pocketbooks. Byron Jones, record-setting cornerback. Money, five-year, $82.5 million. So now the Dolphins got two of the top-paid cornerbacks in the league. Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. And Byron, and thing is, it makes this signing very underrated, and people say it was too much money to pay for him. But Brian Flores loves man coverage. 
and Byron Jones is one of the best man-covered corners in the league. Same with Xavier Howard. So if you have two shutdown corners on that, it's going to open up everything else. It's going to be able to blitz more, going to be able to get after the quarterback, put a lot of pressure on him. If you can count on two guys that you know can man up against anybody, and that's what the Dolphins are going for, and with this signing, it's huge. Damian Howard had knee surgery last year, but it was very minor. I don't think it's going to affect him. But signing Byron Jones is a one heck of a signing for them because now they're going to have two shutdown corners. And what team in the league can say that? It's good that I mean it's awesome to have one. And the Miami Dolphins are going to have two. So, and then. I mean, some of the other signings they had was linebacker Kyle Vannoy, four-year, 51 mil. They signed defensive end. Oh, Kyle Vannoy, that's from the Patriots. And, you know, Brian Flores coached him in the Patriots, so he loves him. He, he was on that defensive side of the ball with him, so he knows how he's going to work. He's going to fit the system perfectly, and that's a great signing. You may just say, hey, we overpaid for him too, but it's Miami, and they had $100 million to spend. Got to spend it somewhere. Um, also, they signed Shaq Lawson, defensive end from Buffalo, offensive tackle Eric Flowers, defensive end Emmanuel Ogba from the Chiefs. Defensive, um, there was also talk of them signing to, to Dave and Clowney, and they offered him $17 million annually, and he turned it down. And so that's why they went the Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba route. And that was probably a good choice. <coughs> Excuse me. And that makes a whole lot of sense, actually. With Emmanuel Agba, Jack Lawson, you get two premier pass rushers. All these signings Miami did were players coming off their rookie contract. So when you say it may, you know, overpay for these guys, these, these guys are all coming off their rookie deal. And they're all 26, 25, 20, and they're all in the prime of their careers. So it's not like they're just like some old veterans, which Miami's been notorious of signing in the past, all the old veterans to high contracts. If you miss on any of these guys, it's worth it because you're not really losing a whole lot because a lot of it's front-loaded contracts as well. So, and, then, and another sign they had, they signed running back Jordan Howard for the two-year $10 million. To show up that running game that was dead last. When Ryan Fitzpatrick leads the league and and I'm sorry, not leads the league, but leads your team in rushing yards, there's a problem. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a little nifty, but he can't move like that. So the Miami Dolphins are my number one winners, and they did everything smart. They, these were smart signings, smart negotiations, and with three first-round picks and two twos, and and next year, the, I mean, they got another two, two ones next year as well. This team is moving in the right direction, and Brian Flores, Chris Greer, the GM, it seems like for the first time in forever, in years, in years, that Miami is moving in the right direction. They're smart people. They're coached really well. I mean, everybody last year was making fun of them. Hey, Tank for Tua, they had the worst roster in the NFL. It was just, I mean, those first three, four games were 
absolutely horrible to watch as a football fan and to see the team evolve and to see the coaching and to see them all like gravitating toward and working well with each other as a team, you can see the impact. And that all has to do with coaching. Brian Flores is doing a heck of a job in getting everybody to, they didn't, he didn't want them to believe they're tanking. And they weren't. I mean, the last game of the year, they knocked off Tom Brady and the Patriots. So they didn't have that first round bye. So to have, to make that happen, and Ryan Fitzpatrick led him down the field those final two minutes and scored that touchdown and sent, sent New England out. They had to play a first round game. And we all know New England wanted that bye. So to get everybody on there and this, to get everybody involved in working well as a team and this coaching and coaching the young talent. Brian Flores could very well have been in like head coach of the year last year, the way he turned that team around. And the whole tank for Tua thing was put to rest. They picked fifth this year. We'll see what they do with that pick. A lot of them still have them. A lot of you know, draft experts, you know, like the Mel Kuypers and Tom McShay, they still have them drafting Tua. But I don't, see, I don't know for now. I don't really see that happening. But these free agent signings, I mean, obviously Byron Jones is the is the culprit and all that. The team ranked 26th in pass defense last year. Just adding him and then getting Saving Howard back from that knee injury, you're you're putting two of the best man coverage corners out there, and it's going to be very very hard to stop. Uh, very, very hard for teams to pass on them. So, look at that. Hey, they're investing $32 million per year. They're two, two corners. It better work out because, I mean, you have the top two corners in, in the game getting paid like that. They better show out and show out hard. And, I mean, we could go down the thing. Eric Flowers for the offensive tackle. That's a Decent signing. He resurrected his career last year. He was a former first-round pick for the, from the Giants. And for him to resurrect his career last year and really get on page, it can, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But Miami needs all the offensive line help they can get. They need all the defensive line help they can get. That's why this signing is Shaq Lawson and Manuel Agba. Can shore that up, get some pass rushing going. And Kyle Vinoy. It's another guy, like, this fits Brian Flores' system so well because he could use him on the edge, you use him put his hand down, like, this is going to fit Brian Flores' scheme and his, everything he wants to do. And that's why I have Miami Dolphins as my number one winner in free agency period. Let me know what you guys think about the list I have, my top three losers, top three winners. And for that being said, you know, that concludes our episode. I want to thank everybody out there for listening. I've been wanting to do this for a very long time. It's been kind of delayed here and there with all the sports being shut down, like I said. And I'm finally happy that I was able to do this and able to put my dreams together now. 
I've always wanted to put together a sports podcast. I just want to thank you all again for listening. Thank you for your support. And more episodes will come. Every Friday right now is what it's looking like. Every Friday I'm going to put together an episode for everybody. Head on over to Instagram and follow Feel the Heat Entertainment. as Feel the Heat ENT on Instagram and Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Hannah Christian. Have a great day.